The Diplomacy Podcast is brought to you by DiploStrategy.com. Here's your program. Before diplomacy was taken up by the famous American game designer, before it became widespread, before it was ever played by post or online, this game of cunning, deceit, and grand strategy was played in the taverns and cabarets and tunnels from Paris to St. Petersburg by common folk of Europe. These are conversations on opening strategy between an aspirant and a true master of the form, one Frederico Barbosa. That is the opening to my latest creative project related to diplomacy, entitled Diplomacy Conversations with Barbosa. It imagines the conversations a young diplomat in the time contemporary with the age of diplomacy as the years pass, 1901, 1902, that one plays in an actual game of diplomacy, imagines a young diplomat meeting a Puerto Rican poet named Federico Barbosa, who together develop a game he has played called 34 Coins, which then becomes, for them, diplomacy. And through their correspondence and their single game together on one fateful evening in Paris, 1906, it might be 1908, I'll have to check the book that I just wrote. They build up the rule set, discuss opening theory, and even some of the finer points of the game. Why didn't I just write something more straightforward that one could pick up and 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 see some useful openings and just get into the game? Because after all, as Federico Barbosa says in the book, if you just play, you'll learn how to play the game. Uh, and that is certainly true, and I do recommend people play more, and that is a fine way to learn. Before you've played five or seven games, you don't need to read too much about the game. Just get out there and play. So why didn't I just write something more straightforward? Well, actually, I did. I do care about beginning players. I was once one myself, and there is a bit of a learning curve in diplomacy. Although I personally enjoy getting over that learning curve. I know some people like a little nudge. And I've actually created what I am calling Diplomacy Games Journals. And these journals are already available on DiploStrategy.com as well as on Amazon. All you have to do is type in Diplomacy Games Journal. And these allow you to track your games, submitting your orders, uh, write after action reports and otherwise record and save all your games in one place. Because as Federico Barbosa reminds the narrator in 
conversations with Barbosa, if not playing, reviewing one's games just played is the fast track and arguably the second best way to learn about one's game, how to improve, whether that is in strategy, negotiation, or tactics. And so those are available, as I said, on diplostrategy.com, where in other news, I am beginning to uh, beginning to to provide additional infrastructure that I've had in the back of my mind for some time. I've found a few moments here in October and early November to go ahead and do that. And the reason I jumped on today is because I wanted to celebrate 500 listens on this podcast and also share some of this with you. I had no idea that uh, so many people would be interested in listening to content about diplomacy. I knew that I did. uh, And diplostrategy.com is going to be a place where I, I link you to a lot of my favorites whether that's you know articles on the statistics of diplomacy from a power by power perspective whether that's opening mid game end game theory you know whether that's um, you know additional content around the game or information around how to get into your first face to face game uh, there's a lot of people in a decentralized way, uh, it seems beginning to get behind uh, making the hobby accessible, especially to the hordes of online players that are out there. And uh, there's been so many people that have done a great job of creating the online infrastructure that uh, it's, it's become... There's a, there's a community growing. The face-to-face community is already strong. Um, I'm myself looking forward to tournaments coming up in 2020 and 2021. WDC and others. And WDC will be stateside and then uh, in 2020 and then in 2021 it will be uh, over in Bangkok, Thailand. And um, I'm, you know, ready to book my ticket today honestly it's it's something that as eddie Bursan would say concentrates my vices the game of diplomacy but also brings out a lot of my strengths uh and to to be able to travel and also be part of an event and and uh really battle and compete and then go out for a drink after to to recap and reflect on that it's it's one of the the uh, most interesting uh things that i can think of to do with my time and isn't it interesting that we have the space to do this i think it is and so coming back to how i started there i'm looking at this decentralized um uh setting that we find ourselves in and i think it's 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 in a way it's good that way it i i don't feel that diplomacy should be owned by anyone even even uh 
Kalheimer himself, Kalheimer, excuse me, you know, took a, a real back seat after he developed the game and, you know, uh, more power to him in the 12 or 14 years that they play tested. That was such an effort. And I mean, amazing, amazing to come up with a game like this that has been played almost 70 years. Just truly hats off. And then all of the the players who developed this from a postal and kept it running and, and, you know, I obviously can't imagine what that was like because I wasn't alive yet. And now we have the internet and we throughout all of that time had all of the face-to-face games and tournaments. And so when you think about it from the perspective of this is a game that requires seven players to uh, convene and uh, really go to battle mentally and physically, your clock is always running. You always have to make tough decisions. Uh, for the community and the game to be where it is after all this time, it's really quite, quite fantastic. And I think part of the reason that I have lately been spending so much time thinking about diplomacy and thinking about how we can build up the Minnesota hobby, we're going to reach 19 games this year, uh, four left here in November and December, and we'll play a top board league final to declare and crown the best player in Minnesota, the best diplomacy player in Minnesota in January of 2020. And by the way, we're planning on making a video of part of that game. What's clear to me is that playing face-to-face is the ultimate form of diplomacy. Now, I haven't played by post. So, you know, someone like Richard Sharp might say, this is the more accurate version of the game. And believe me, I'm a creative writer. So when I played on the DP judge and, you know, wrote emails, essentially, I had a lot of fun getting in character and uh, really crafting my diplomacy, really figuring out how I wanted to negotiate each position. And yet the face-to-face experience for me is just elevated above that because of the real-time aspect of it. Uh, I believe there's a board game design dictionary out there which calls diplomacy one of the first real-time strategy games. You probably associate real-time strategy RTS with games like StarCraft, um, PC early PC games like Command & Conquer, and so forth. But... I felt that was actually uh, a really interesting note that the author of that book made, the Board Game Design Dictionary, I believe it is, in you know the single paragraph notation uh, or annotation for diplomacy. And that is only to be found in the face-to-face game. I am very happy to spend, you know, four to six or seven hours to play a good face-to-face game and really put my all into it and go through the the gauntlet with the other six players. 
I may need a few days break after such a game, but that's that's fine. I mean, there's very few things that get that out of me. I really feel like that struggle is worthwhile that I'm learning something that I'm growing and becoming a better person um, in a, in a, in a strange twisted kind of way. <laughs> Eddie Bersan's, you know, concentrating your vices concept returns to my consciousness just now. Um, so I've, I've, I've strayed off of the, the trunk of the tree onto a branch. I started by discussing or pitching you, reading you the intro to what is essentially a, a book of opening theory, right? Diplomacy, conversations with Barbosa. I stylized it so that it was more fun to write because to be fair, uh, diplomacy is is something of an artistic form for me. It's not. It's 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 not a, a, a robotic kind of game. It isn't Puerto Rico. It isn't, um, y- you know, it isn't chess. And so I wanted to write the book about you know my favorite twenty eight openings, four for each of the seven powers in a way that uh, showed my love for the game. So I started with that, and uh, the the ebook paperback are already available on Amazon. You can also get a free sample from the website, diplostrategy.com, and the hardcover will be out uh, after I uh, do a review of it. I had to learn all of the, you know, cover design, interior design, all of this stuff over the last two weeks um, because I was just interested in learning how to do that. Um, and so I've I've ordered from lulu.com, which is where I'll be sending you if you want a hardcover eventually. I've ordered from them the the proof version of the hardcover. So that, that'll be fun. I'll probably do a quick video just to show you the quality once it arrives. But I'm thinking that this uh, could be a great, you know, holiday uh, end of year 2019 gift. Um, certainly for some of the members in the MN Diplomacy Club, we may use it as a, um, we may use it as an end of season award type of, of gift for some of our, members who uh, have achieved those. And, uh, you know, if, if you're interested in, in getting uh, someone into the game who hasn't, it certainly is a useful and playful way to share, uh, share the game with them. At least that's the hope. And, and so far, uh, you know, this investment uh, from, from my end uh, has been of, of time and, really digging in to all of the work that's been done by so many people, whether it's on the diplomatic pouch, um, whether on various um, websites, Richard Sharp's work, obviously back in 1970 and all of the articles and zines and everything, uh, whether it's, you know, David Hood or, or, Andrew Goff and and then on the faces facing people like um, Chris Martin, 
um, Dave Maletsky. A lot of these people I owe a tremendous amount of, of thanks to uh, for encouraging me up till this point. And so uh, what I plan to do with any of the proceeds um, is continue to put it into the hobby, whether that's in the immediate term from building up the MN scene uh, and then in the in the medium term, you know, getting our game filmed, at least uh, a small part of it. Uh, and in the future, I think there will be more opportunities to continue to to create face to face resources like the diplomacy games journals that I mentioned prior. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited for for what's coming up in 2020, and I just wanted to share. Uh, diplomacy conversations with Barbosa with all of you. Thank you for the first 500 listens. Thank you um, to probably more than a hundred of you who have uh, tuned into the podcast, and obviously many of you listening to more than one episode. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, do check out the book. Conversations with Barbosa. And if you're looking for a trial copy uh, just for you here on the podcast, head over to leanpub.com slash diplomacy. So that's L-E-A-N-P-U-B.com, leanpub.com slash diplomacy, and you'll find a, a, a free reading sample there. And in a few days' time on diplostrategy.com, I'll share a blog post with that hardcover so you can see what that looks like as well. Otherwise, uh, I, I wish you a good end to the year. And coming up on the pod in terms of episodes, I'll probably share a bit of uh, my thoughts on some of these, these openings that I am sharing in the book. There's 28 to go through and uh, I didn't include any, <laughs> I did not include any openings that I did not think were viable. So, uh, I, I probably will go through those one by one, but not in the artistic or stylistic, uh, nature that is demonstrated in the book. I'll take a more straightforward approach to discussing them and those will be going up in video and podcast form on the blog. The last thing I should mention is that I'm, I'm beginning to partner with the Diplomacy Nexus. Uh, that is Tyler Waller and company out of Chicago to uh, bring a lot of diplomacy resources together and they are doing a lot of really good work. So if you are interested in writing content or creating video content about diplomacy, please reach out to me at uh, my email, which is eric.venmecklin at gmail, E-R-I-K dot V as in Victor, A-N as in Nancy, M as in Michael, E-C-H-E-L-E-N as in Nancy, eric.venmecklin at gmail. And let me know if you're interested in making content. We're going to put uh, put together something with the goal of just helping people make this transition into face-to-face. You know, we have to compete with a lot of other games out there. We have a vibrant games culture in the U S right now. And 
that's pretty awesome. And it would be pretty awesome if just a few more people played diplomacy with us. With that, I'll bounce you soon. Take care. This podcast has been brought to you by DiploStrategy.com.